You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 180 with Stephanie Sakura. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. You guys, I'm super excited to have Stephanie back on the show today for part four of our four-part series of simplifying our lives. And we are going to be talking about storage today. I feel like it's so easy just to keep accumulating and accumulating. And if you have a lot of storage space, I think it's even easier to just keep buying and buying. Um, But we just talk about, you know, sometimes it's um, a blessing when you don't actually have a ton of storage space. Um, Here, we don't have a lot of basements in Nashville. And so I'm used to having a basement and that's been a challenge. But at the same time, I think it makes you more intentional on what you're going to bring into the house, knowing that there isn't this huge room, you know, downstairs that you can kind of just throw things. And so I just wanted Stephanie to share with us um, her experience with her clients, what she finds is challenging with their situations and, you know, for her to just pass that information on to us so that we can learn through them. And then also, you know, what to do with our stuff, you know, and is it worth keeping and is it worth um, storing it? And what is the cost of actually storing it? Not just, um, you know, financially, but like mentally the cost and it taking up the space and then it takes up your brain space knowing that there's all this clutter. So I hope that you guys really enjoy this last episode of the series and that you feel really inspired and encouraged to kind of just I don't know, take over your house again and have it the way that you really want it and be super intentional. So I hope you enjoy this episode. You guys, so can you believe we are in coronavirus 2020? I was not expecting to talk about this um, in this episode. And when I recorded this series, it was, you know, a few weeks ago. So we hadn't entered into this yet. So I just wanted to take a moment to kind of address this because everyone, obviously their whole lives have been, you know, flipped upside down. And I was listening to um, a church service, Elevation Church, which is one of my favorite things that if you can't make it to your own church, I highly recommend it. Um, I will put that in the show notes. And he was just talking about that we are all going through this together. So we're like going through the storm, but not everyone is experiencing the same thing. And so I thought that was really good to think about that perspective because One person may be thinking, this is so great. I get to slow down. I get to enjoy my family where other people may be laying off a lot of people because they own businesses and they can be super stressed or, um, you know, I didn't think about this until recently that kids go to school and that's how they get their meals. So if they're not going to school, how are they getting their meals? So I just want to encourage you guys to think about that a little bit and um, just know that not everyone is going through this storm in the same way. And if anything, that we walk through this with more empathy for people. Um, so that's just something to think about. Um, I wanted to also talk about um, for some of my favorite things, because we're talking about storage, right? And, um, you know, what better time to, you know, go through all our stuff when we're stuck at home. And I realized too, not everybody can do that. They have small kids and, you know, maybe you just don't have the energy to do it. And that's totally Okay, and I don't want you guys to get stressed out that you're not organizing and pitching things and purging and all that. You got to do what you got to do to feel sane. Uh, But some people, they really need to have something to do and feel productive. And so this is a great series. Make sure to share this with your friends. If you have friends that are going stir crazy and they want to do something um, that is productive. Um, So this leads me into my favorite things for this week. I'm going to talk about something that I just came across that I added right before I recorded this. 
Um, if you are wanting to kind of work out and just, you know, burn off this energy, um, and maybe you normally go to the gym. So for me, I go to burn and they have closed it down. Luckily, they have live burn happening every day for all of us members. So that has been really great. The girls have been working out with me. Um, so they're getting exercise, but maybe you don't have that option. I do want to mention that Peloton, um, someone had posted that Peloton app is having a free 90 day trial, which is pretty awesome. So I tried it out this morning. Um, they have a, a class that's for treadmills, which is so cool. And uh, one of the ones that I picked was um, a fun 80s 20 minute walk. <laughs> so I'm walking to Pina Colada and uh, what else was I walking to? Um, I don't know. I'm never going to give you up, you know. By Rick, is it Rick Ansley? I have no idea, but I was just like smiling the whole time. It was awesome. So um, it just has all these great things from yoga to stretching, meditation, um, cycling, and you don't have to have a Peloton bike. I don't have a Peloton bike. So um, I didn't even know they had a walking um, series, walking on a treadmill series and stuff like that. So if you're looking for something, um, you know, make sure to check it out. It's free 90 days. I also wanted to talk to you guys about, you know, that if you have listened to this podcast, especially during my um, series that I did losing 50 pounds in 10 months, I talk about the lean program. Um, I do want to say that, you know, going back to the whole storage thing, this is going to be a time that we really have to um, check ourselves, right? It's going to be so easy to pick up on habits that are not necessarily good for us and um, possibly gaining extra weight. So if you've been on a health or a fitness journey and you don't want to lose that momentum, and again, if your gym is closed, I would highly recommend looking into the lean program. Um, Amanda is really upping her game. I noticed that she's putting more workout videos on there. And if you're just somebody that needs like a dietitian, um, she prides herself in um, the level of education that she gives her clients. And um, she wants people to leave lean um, so much more empowered than when they came in. And so if you're someone who's like, you know what, I really need that accountability. I want somebody to teach me about um, nutrition. Um, if you want to understand macros, even if you don't need to lose weight, if you just want to have accountability and you want to have a community where you guys are all going through the seven weeks online sessions together, I highly recommend doing this. Like if you want to feel like you're part of a tribe, this is something that I would recommend. And if you guys use my referral code, mom, you will get $10 off. And normally I don't list out the dates on the podcast because people will be listening to this six months, a year from now. But because we are in coronavirus time, I wanted to mention that the next sessions that are coming down the pipeline, if you want to plan for it budget wise or just schedule wise is April 13th. April 27th and May 11th. And you can sign up now for those sessions. So you just pick when you want to start your session. I'm going to have all of this on my show notes. So again, if you guys do not subscribe to my email list, you're missing out because this is already at everyone's fingertips that do subscribe. All you have to go to is mominspiredshow.com. Put your name in and your email and then you'll subscribe. You'll have all my favorite things at your fingertips. You won't have to go looking for it. But if you don't subscribe, you can just go to the show notes to this episode, click on the link, see the show notes, and you will find all the links that you need for, I'm going to put the Peloton bike and I'm going to put um, Amanda's lean program. And again, if you haven't listened to the episode that I did with Amanda, I'm going to put that all in there too. If you don't have any idea what I'm talking about and you want to hear more about the program lean and why she created and all that kind of stuff. So I know this went a little bit longer. I just wanted to let you guys know 
that I'm here for you. Um, I hope you guys are hanging in there. I know it's hard to have um, your routines all over the place. And I'm right there with you trying to make the best that I can, trying to figure out how to homeschool a kindergartner and a third grader when I'm not an elementary school teacher. So just know I'm there with you. All right, let's go to the show. Hey, Stephanie. So this is part four of our series. So I'm happy to have you back on the show where we're going to talk all about storage. Yay. Thanks for having me. This has been fun. I Yeah, it has been fun. And I'm glad that we were able to do all of these episodes. I think, um, you know, people might not struggle with all of them, um, but definitely, I, I definitely think that people struggle at least with one of these things. And if you guys missed the past three weeks, make sure to check it out because episode 177 is all about papers. Episode 178 is about kids stuff and 179 is about day-to-day systems. And like I said, today we are going to talk about storage. Um, one thing that stands out to me with storage, and then um, I would love for you to share with us uh, maybe your personal experience with storage and um, and then your clients' experiences. Um, the one thing that I kind of battle with is here in Nashville, there are not a lot of basements because there's so much rock that you have to explode it. But I'm from Michigan where like almost every house has a basement. Like it's weird if you don't have a basement. So I was used to having a basement, being able to store things in it. Um, We only have a two car garage. It's not like we have a three car garage, um, which I always think if you're not gonna have a basement, they need to be building homes because this is a newer, it's only 13 years old. I'm like, you guys need to be building two and a half, three car garages when there's no basement. Cause it's like, where is all the stuff going? And so um, anyway, so we either have to jam it up in an attic, which let me tell you, putting a Christmas tree up an attic, like with the ladder, my husband has to stand at the top and then oh, yeah. I'm down below shoving it up. Yeah. It's a ton of fun. Um, and then, um, (laughs) and then some things you can't store in an attic or a garage, right? It gets way too hot. Um, so I'm curious, especially with the holiday stuff, um, where, like, what are people doing with their storage? Um, like what are, how are they maintaining it? So it's just not insane. And, um, I, I don't know, like, is it just overflowing and then you're having to kind of help, manage that. And then I think sometimes when you do have a basement, it can kind of be, it's a blessing and a curse because then I think sometimes your brain's kind of like, oh, I can just store more stuff. Right. And so it doesn't make you be intentional. Like we've been talking about. Um, it makes you think like you can keep buying because you actually have that space to store it where we kind of have to really think about, do we really want to shove this up in the attic? Um, during, you know, after Christmas and we're kind of like, no. Um, so anyways, what is your thoughts on that? And then we'll talk about other things that people need to store. Absolutely. Well, going back to your first, first comment about like the series that I'm, I'm glad we're talking about multiple, multiple, you know, spaces and aspects of life, because I feel like living a simplified life that feels organized is a journey and, and it, and it's not usually, um, reserved for just one aspect of our life. So I'm glad we're touching all of it because I'm sure, or I hope there's something people can walk away with that even if they're not struggling, it's just something, wow, I, wow. I didn't think about, you know, in implementing that kind of a system. And so I'm glad we're, you know, covering all these different areas because it's, it's usually not just one aspect of our life. And, um, and then the next thing is what a gift that you don't have a basement. Although you might be like, no, that's not. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, no I, I really wish I had a finished basement that I could sit the kids um, down. <laughs> well, that's different. Yes, that would be. But as far as storage, because to your point that if we, the more space we have, the more that we fill. And, um, you know, we actually, in our house, um, we did finish our basement. We moved in and eventually finished it. It took us a long time because we did it ourselves, but we had this big storage space in there. And, um, cause it was actually a rental. So it was like the owner's closet and, 
the big storage space, we cut it in half because I was like, why, you know, we were trying to really make things work for this big storage space. I'm like, why do we need this big storage space? Like, why do we need it? And I'll admit my husband holds on to baseball cards that he and his father purchased many, many years. So we have this huge stash. It's almost embarrassing, but I was like, it was one of those things. I'm like, he's not going to let it go. Like he will not let this go. And I'm not going to even try to touch that. And (laughs) so that takes up most of the storage space. Um, but I was like, I want a smaller space because then it'll force us not to keep so much stuff. And, um, because I see so many people, we talk about storage and we hold on to so much stuff. And if you think about what you, the, the amount of stuff that you store in the house or things that I've seen in people's homes, and I'm like, and if you think about what you pay in a monthly mortgage and then these things you're storing that a lot of it is, we're just holding on to, we're not actually doing anything with, which I know is a little different from the holiday decor, but but if you think about, you know, just average, the average um, person for easy math, say you pay $1,000 for your mortgage and 10% of your house is storage, you know, so you're paying $100 a month. If my math is correct, it's not my strong point, but um, $100 a month and then $1,200 a year. And then, you know, over 10 years um, or yeah, 10 years, I don't even know what it is, but anyway, it adds up. But it's a lot of money. You think about storing stuff that you, what most people are not doing anything with and that end up really just getting rid of. And so I just call that out because we think, cause we have this space where just, we just fill it with stuff, but if we're filling it with stuff, that's not adding value, like what is really costing us. Um, and so, and then, so that's why I think it's a gift. I'm like, cause it almost forces you to not hold on to things because you don't have as much space. And, um, but I, and I feel you though, be like, well, where do I store it? You know, but then, yeah. um, you know, and you're, I, I simplified, you know, my holiday decor shocking. I know. But a few years ago, cause I'm like, gosh, <laughs> I dread, I just dread putting like packing it up and putting it away. It's the putting the way I think really you're kind of like, yeah. Oh my goodness, I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's why I let the Christmas cards be the, de- the decorations and stuff like yeah. that. But I just, you know, I really stepped back and like, wow, if I dread that process, like then maybe I should simplify it. And what was it? Like I, I narrowed it down to just, you know, we have our tree, we have our decorations and we have few boxes and then my kids make stuff and that goes up, you know, and then that goes away at the end of the season. But, um, but I think often we, we keep so many decorations we don't use. That's what I see a lot with clients too, that like year after year, we have these boxes of decorations that we, um, you know, we don't don't even, Mm -hmm. we don't exactly. And I'm like, then let them go. They're like, well, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're just, you're just carrying it over year after year. Um, I'm not like, oh my gosh, but I'm like, let me help you. (laughs) As Um, you roll your eyes. Ah, No, just kidding. (laughs) I'm like, yeah. Sure. Keep that. So, you know, and honestly, I said that I, um, and Christmas decorations take up so much space, yes. think about the tree and yeah. all the stuff and then They're the bulky. exterior lighting. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so the same thing. So what are you paying to store that over the course of a year that you're using for one month? So you're paying, I don't know, you pay $1,200 a month, say, or $1,200 a year and you're using it for, for one month. Um, right. But that's why I said, I'm like, no one steal this idea. But I said, my next business idea is going to be like holiday decor where you come in, you set it up for the people and then you take it away. And then, you know what I mean? Mm. So you're not storing that stuff. I'm like, gosh, we store it for so long. Um, Yes, that is true. Yes. So I think, you know, it's, um, yeah, to your point about where do you store it? And so in the attic, like that seems like a real pain and that's, um, you know, that's where like looking at your garage too. I mean, not knowing your space, but yeah. going up a lot of times garages, mm-hmm. I'm like leverage that vertical space. Yes. Like those upper shelves or that are, you know, mm-hmm. creating upper shelves or something or like in that. Shelves. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. But again, holiday decor, it should be up and out because that's that less frequent thing. So I would say one, minimize it and then two, you know, store it up 
a high if you can. But, um, but even if you do have the space, just again, thinking like, wow, do I really want to hold on to all this stuff, um, you know, in my storage space? Because again, it's like being objective about what you're paying to actually store that over the course of a year. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I, you know, it's hard because my, um, my girls, they kind of are like, um, oh, they kind of wish we had more stuff. And my oldest remembers like we would, uh, string, uh, tra- oh my gosh, I can't even speak. Um, we would string the lights, uh, on the banister of the stairways. And mm-hmm. I remember, you know, doing that and she remembers that. So then she's like, oh, we don't do that and all that kind of stuff. And, um, we didn't decorate outside, um, this year. Um, mm-hmm. my husband was just like, I just don't want to do it this year. And, and they're bummed. And that's where it's hard because, you know, they're like, oh, and I, yes, I would really love my house to be so decked out, but I would really love someone to come in and do it. And then, like you said, remove it. Like, I don't want to be yeah. holding all of this stuff and having to do it all. And so, uh-huh. um, yeah, so if it magically appeared and then disappeared, that would be a whole different story and um, all that kind of stuff. And I do feel bad sometimes when my oldest daughter's just kind of like, oh, I wish it was a little bit more Christmassy. I'm like, yeah, but it's also work <laughs> to do that. I mean, I, I, I'm like, yes. I know. And then sometimes I'm like, man, do I sound like Scrooge? Like when I talk? No. Out loud? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm with you. And then maybe it's like, okay, we'll choose a few things, those things that really are creating memories or that really are tradition and, you know, and focus there where, you know, versus just, you know, painting the whole house, you know, Christmas, sure. um, yeah. you know, so again, it's that balance of, you know, is it worth the effort? Does it really bring joy, you know, and choosing joy and, um, but just really stepping back. Cause I think a lot of times we just do it cause we've done it. Um, and, oh, we, you know, we have all these decorations. We got to put all these decorations. And, you know, I see my stepmom now who, you know, all of us kids, we've moved away and, um, you know, they're coming to visit us now. And so she's got all these decorations and she's like, I don't really have anyone to decorate for now. She's getting rid of them. And, um, yeah, so the decorations, but, um, but I would say, you know, for, again, the storage in general, I just read a great article, um, and I wish I could think what the title was, but I, I posted about it. it was fabulous. But she said, basically like your stuff's worth nothing. And because it, <laughs> which is so true, but, um, I think cause a lot of stuff we store in my say this because we store a lot of stuff yeah. in our storage spaces outside of the, the decorations that we're ultimately not going to really do anything with. Right. I mean, sure. There's like clothes, you know, or whatever, like clothes for my kids, you know, and they get a little older that people gave us or whatever it might be, or I don't know, baseball cards, which I know are worth nothing, but I can't do anything about that. Yeah. I'm trying to keep my marriage intact. Um, <laughs> but if there is stuff that, you know, ultimately, you know, I had my grandma's crystal, like that was a hard one. And I said, oh. mom, I don't want the crystal. And mm. she, and she saw, she went to like a dealer and they're, they're just not buying this stuff. You can't sell it. And the point why I bring up the article is because her, you know, mother was downsizing and moving out of the house and they brought an estate company and they're like, none of this stuff is worth anything. Like, wow. So, and that I say that to people because I see so many people holding on to stuff in their storage spaces because they're like, Oh, I feel bad. I can't get rid of it. It was so-and-so's and this and that. And I'm like, one, and like, then why is it stored in the basement? Why isn't it on your mantle if it's that important? They're like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to get rid of it. But I'm like, ultimately, you're going to have to get rid of it because yeah. it is worth nothing. But in mm-hmm. the process, like you're holding on to it, you're paying to store it, you're going to probably pay to move it to the next house. I just see a lot of people do these things. And that's why I really say step back and think about what is in your storage space and why you're holding on to it. And is it truly adding value? Like, and what in the end, where's it ultimately going to go? Because our kids are not going to take it. Like those days are over. You know, yes, um, yeah. they might take one or two things like by all means, 
you know, I said, why did grandma used to have a hope chest? She had one chest with memories. We have mm. whole storage units full of stuff <laughs> that are quote, quote memories. And so yeah, yeah. create your own hope chest, keep a few things. And then, you know, just really think about why am I holding on to this? Can I let this go? And it's hard for sure, but it's, you know, it's not going to get any easier and it's not going to add any value, you know, just by letting it sit there in the basement. So if you're not going to put on the mantle, really think about why you're holding on to it. Yeah. I, I really do like that. And I, I have seen that too. Like I think articles or something about how I think the baby boomers, like they used to collect stuff, right? You think about China oh, yeah. Um, yeah. and uh, you know, all the kind of, all that kind of knickknack type stuff and how that's not happening uh, with generation X, definitely not with millennials. And so yeah. um, nobody's valuing that anymore. And so, um, so then you have all this stuff and, it, nobody's going to really want it. Right. And so, um, to really kind of think about, and, and it goes back to as well. Now, granted, if it's passed down, it's a different story, but you know, buying stuff that could be really expensive and you're thinking, well, maybe my kids will want it, but to really be honest with yourself being like, would you be okay just getting rid of it? Like, cause your kids won't want it. Like then, and if you don't feel okay with that, then maybe you don't want to get it. Right. So just all those, all those things that we have to probably be very aware of when making decisions when we're purchasing them to begin with. Um, mm-hmm. What are some other things that you feel like um, you would want to address with storing things or storage that you come across with clients and stuff like that to, you know, help our listeners? So, you know, keeping your, you know, your storage space, hopefully it is, is functional for you. Um, you know, I really try to help, you know, after we've, hopefully simplified a little bit of, um, you know, what, what doesn't need to be here, you know, and letting those things go or that kind of stuff, or what can you let go of, but really thinking about how you how you utilize, um, your storage based on like what kind of things you need to access. Like if it's winter boots or that kind of stuff, making sure you can easily access those things. So being really thoughtful and intentional about when you put it back in, I feel like I'm overusing that word intentional, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Very strategic <Me> <laughs> about when you put stuff, you know, when you put stuff away. So like holiday decor, you only access that once a year. So that can probably go towards the back, but just really thinking about how frequently and when will I access this? And then, you know, creating a home within your storage for it. Um, that makes sense for how you need to access it. Cause I think often we end up with so much in our storage because we forget what's in there because we can't see it. So that one is a quantity issue and then also a systems issue of like, we're, we're not putting it in the right place. So, you know, just thinking about the frequency at which you are going to access it um, and making those things that are more frequent, you know, closer to the front or wherever you can access them, I think really helps to make it a more functional space. Yeah. And one of the episodes that we did together, I don't know if it was systems or kids stuff. Um, I don't know. You were talking about a paddleboard and we were talking about the weather. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so when you have big items like that, when I was thinking about, um, when you were saying that I was thinking, Oh, paddleboard versus a sled, right. For example, or skis or mm-hmm. golf clubs. Yeah. Okay. Whatever the opposite season is. Um, what are your thoughts when you have like these humongous pieces of things and it, you're not going to get rid of it. You're, it's just not the right time of year. And so what what do you do with those clients that have these things, but it takes up so much space? Yeah, those are tough ones. That's where, you know, if possible, leveraging your wall space or your vertical space, like exactly what I did yesterday with the client where we put the, um, you know, we put the paddleboard up high on the wall. We had like two hooks it rested on. And then in the, in the summer, it comes down lower on the wall. But oh, you know, cool. even in our own storage space, we have, I think we often overlook 
like the wall space and that vertical space, you know, in our little storage unit and it's unfinished inside, you know, we have the, you know, we can see the two by fours, which is nice. Like I put hooks, you know, my husband has his travel backpacks that are just like huge. And I'm like, we don't need this, but you know, I have so many memories, you know, (laughs) I'm the minimalist. He's not, you know, um, but you know, or like the golf clubs, which he golfs like once in a blue moon kind of thing. But, um, so I hang those kind of things on the wall, um, to, you know, to leverage that space. So it's getting up off the floor too. And so, um, so just really looking, you know, looking up, like often we look down to the floor space and I'm like, try to, which my clients are like, Oh my God, you're so like, I'm like, no, it can't just sit on the floor. I'm like, that's not specific enough because when we think about putting something away and we just set it on the floor, it's just kind of arbitrary. It's like, yeah, it's kind of a way. And then other stuff just accumulates on the floor, but <laughs> it's I'm kind like, of a way. <laughs> yeah. And even if you put a hook on the wall, you're like, here, I'm going to hang this here. Right. But I think wall space is awesome. And even when it comes to storage and those really odd things like a paddleboard, you can't put it in a box. You can't, mm-hmm. you know, or the clubs. So think about how can you use that wall space um, like to hang that up there, get it off the floor, make it specific and, um, you know, give it, give it a proper home there. So. Yeah. Well, and I wanted to end on this unless you have something else to talk about with storage, but like just with people's clothing, how have you been helping them with clothing and shoes or anything like that, that you feel like is a real, um, I don't know, like a real challenge for most people with, with the clothing and stuff like that. Um, again, I feel like people hold on to clothing a lot. I've really been working on really, you know, bringing down the clothing, you know, I've lost a lot of weight last year. So there were clothes that I had that I thought I would be wearing, um, Mm -hmm. getting back into the size. And then I'm like, you know, I don't really love it. And maybe it's not the style that I would want anymore. And so I've really had to let go. And my closet looks very bare because of that. But in some Mm -hmm. ways, I think it's been good because it's made me think, okay, you really want to buy pieces that you want to wear. Kind of like what you were saying with the toys that you could have like 400 toys and you're only playing with 12 you really do wear the same clothes like over and over again. Um, So I don't know like if that's what you really encourage your clients to think about or um, like, and then also to the seasonal, like if they have a lot, like if they have a ton of sweaters and all that kind of stuff and, you know, uh, fleeces and especially where you live and then you go to summer and then are you telling people to swap it all out or are you telling them to leave it all in the same closet? What is your thoughts on this? So I think whatever, you know, that comes up a lot. They're like, what should I do? And again, in Colorado, we have to have the fleece all times of the year. You know, um, if you go up just a few, you know, hundred feet in elevation, it's cooler. So you always right. have to have, you know, it so available. we have to have it available, but, but people always ask, they're like, what do you do with your seasonal clothes? And like, you know, so many answers here. And one, I mean, for myself, same thing. Like I, I, d- I have a very minimal wardrobe because mm-hmm. I realize I'm like, I just wear the same thing over and over, yeah. but I'm happy with it too. And talk about brain power, like. That's yes. why Barack Obama, Steve Jobs, all those people talk yeah, about, they wear the, the same, same thing. thing. They're like, I don't want to use brain power to figure out what I'm going to wear. And, you know, and I'll admit, I, I work outside the home, but I don't have to wear like business attire. So when I did have a corporate job, it was a little different, but, um, but I think more and more people are realizing that. So it's not even that I encourage my clients. They're coming to that conclusion on their own when we're going through their closet and I'm like, okay, we're going to go through everything. And, you know, they realize they're like, I don't even love this. I don't even love this. Like you said, and then. I think the other thing I love that you said is that when you're like, I lost a lot of weight, which awesome. Great. I'm like so excited for you. Cause I know you worked really hard. Um, but the point you bring up people, I was like, well, if I lose weight and I'm like, if you lose weight, like, are you going to, is that what you're really going to want to wear? And, right. you know, and I think it was Stacy London from what does she oh, call yeah. it? Uh, yes, what not um, to wear or something. Yes. Yeah. Or 
or love it or like that. No, not love it. Or, I don't even no, know. No, no, that's the wrong one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And they get us what not to wear, but yes. she said something like, you know, create a wardrobe or a closet for like who you want to be and not like who you were. And I think that's really, we hold on to so many different clothes because, well, I want this, I want that, but it's like, where are you right now? And where do you want to go? And, yeah. um, and I think I, that's a great example. You say like, yeah, like if you're on a weight loss journey, like, mm-hmm. you know, to become healthier, that's awesome. And you're probably not going to want to wear these things and no. your body's going to change too. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're not going to be the same size too that you were before or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of people are realizing that, um, you know, we hold on to so many clothes that we don't even enjoy, you know, wearing. And I had a client, a huge wardrobe and we went through it and she's like, we went through like every piece. She's like, I don't even like this. I don't even like this. I don't even like this. I'm like, let's stop holding on to it, you know? And, um, and it's so much easier to get ready. Your closet's clear and it's filled with pieces you actually do love mm-hmm. instead of sifting through things you don't just to find the one thing you do. Um, but you made one other question about, I think it was yeah. storage of stuff. So for people who do have like very, you know, clear seasons, um, that are, or defined seasons, um, I would say whatever works for you. Um, you know, people are like, people are like, Oh, should I store this away? And I'm like, well, just be aware that like, you're going to have to rotate it or you're going to have to remember you have it. And so I usually try to encourage people to, you know, and I get some closets are really, really small. And so there's just not enough space for say bulky sweaters while you have your sundresses in there. Um, but to create something that's simple for you to remember that you have those other items. And, um, cause I think storing them away, you just have a greater risk of forgetting you have them. Um, unless it's like one bin that you bring up, but I think in a, you know, in a perfect world is that you have, you know, all your stuff in one space and, um, so that you don't lose sight of it and you can use, you know, upper shelves for say bulky sweaters and then pull them down, um, as, you know, as the seasons change. And I actually had a client, um, we had, you know, we had like this basket and it was up high. And what we did on one side, it said winter, one side, it said summer. So, um, Hmm. um, we had like, it was full of, you know, when it was summer, it was full of sweaters. We brought the sweaters down and then we put, you know, I think it was her sundress or something we put in that bin and then put it back up and turned it around. And so then it said, you know, summer. So it was just a really easy place. You only had one place for those off season things. So, um, so just think about, you know, I get the question all the time. Do you, you know, do you have seasonal wardrobes, whatever? I'm like, no, I wear the same thing all the time. And like, it's pretty yeah. boring. So if you yeah. see me wear the same thing, I legitimately, like I, I am, <laughs> um, but I'm okay with that. You know, I just pick a bunch of pieces I really love and it just makes my life easier. Um, but then just, just think about, you know, what does that process look like as seasons change? And is that something you can maintain? Yeah, I agree. So we're at the end of the show, Stephanie, and the end of the series, and I want to leave the uh, listeners with another tip on what they could do, even if it's just starting the process, you know, if 15 minutes they have to be able to, you know, they're, they're pumped after listening to this, they're kind of like, oh, I don't want to lose the momentum. What is something that you would tell them in regards to storage that you're like, you know what, you have 15 minutes, I would say, at least start this. For sure. And I, you know, storage spaces are they're big spaces. So often I always tell people, I'm like, don't, don't start there. If you're like, Oh, I want to tackle something in the house. and like, don't start there. Start with the junk drawer, start small. But if you're like, Oh, this storage space has been driving me crazy. Um, and I just, I want to do something. You have 15 minutes, start with a low hanging fruit. So don't start with, you know, grandma's crystal, whatever it is, but go in there. And like, if there's like cardboard boxes that are empty or kind of like with the kids toys, get rid of the, you know, the gum wrappers or the broken crayons or the broken toys, like start with a low hanging fruit and just start to clear out those things that, you know, can just go like, I don't know, like a, 
whatever, something that's broken, like an old, old pool noodle or, you know what I mean? Like that. It's just very clear, like this can go. And, yeah. and you'll just be amazed because it starts to quiet the overwhelm that you feel in your mm-hmm. brain. And I'm not making this up, but it quiets that overwhelm or that, you know, um, stress response. And it makes you feel more motivated and it helps you to, you know, just feel better. And so then it really wakes up that part of your brain that you're like, I can do this. And I'm not saying you have to tackle it all then, but at least it just gets you, gets the momentum and gets things moving and you'll be amazed how good it feels. So just start with the low hanging fruit again and just get rid of those easy, easy things that you don't have to make many uh, decisions about to get rid of. And you'll be amazed how good it feels. I love it. Well, Stephanie, I have had so much fun not only just doing this episode with you on storage, but doing the whole series, the four parts. And um, I really feel like it's just going to give some great ideas for the moms out there just trying to figure out how to simplify their life, what they can do. These are little nuggets they can, you know, just kind of take action without feeling completely overwhelmed. And if they do want to um, take it a step further, um, I'm going to have your information on the show notes. Um, So, That way they can reach out to you if they want more help and whatnot. But I think this is a great start to just kind of kick everything into gear. Yes, this is so fun. Thank you so much. Hey, you guys, have you subscribed to the Mom Inspired Show email list yet? If you want to have discounts sent to your email and links to the books we discuss on the show, as well as all the guests information, then you will want to subscribe. That way, every episode will show up in your inbox every Tuesday, and you won't have to go searching for the newest episode. It will be right at your fingertips. So just go to mominspiredshow.com and scroll down and enter your name and email, and you will be all set. See you next week.